is Brian. This is Mike. And we're the Game Night Guys. Each week we give new life to some classic games and introduce you to new ones, but you'll have to wait your turn. And this week the game is Gin Rummy. Gin Rummy. It's a pretty classic game. Looking it up on the internet though i've the rules look really complicated but they're not that hard it's not that hard i think once you get the handle of it well it is still it's got a lot of strategy to it there is strategy but the rules aren't so difficult that it's impossible to learn that's true Did I really just say get a handle of it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Once you get a handle of it. <laughs> okay, so Gin Rummy is a really old game, right? It is. It's, I don't think it's as old as Pachisi. It's older than time. I don't know if it's older than time. It's a great game for two people to play. Yes. There are variations that allow for three or four, but we're going to focus on the two people. There's person. like a million variations of this game. And like other games that we've explored, there are more variations of scoring and things like that. Mainly with the, the points of scoring I'm finding. Right. This game became really popular in the 30s because Hollywood celebrities started playing it and they kind glamorized of kind of, it. Yeah, just like cocaine. Right. It was. It's recognized historically as the originator of the game is a guy named Elwood Baker and good old Elwood. Good old Elwood. <laughs> That's, you don't hear very many Elwoods these days anymore. Mm-hmm. The name is based on beverages of gin and rummy. And I looked up what a gin and rummy is, and I found two different recipes for it. And I'm not sure if I like either one of them. One is gin, ice, and rumple mints, which is typically peppermint schnapps, which I don't understand because that has no <laughs> rum in it. Unless, is peppermint schnapps rum-based? I don't think it is. I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was just... It's like mouthwash-based. Yeah, it's that sounds weird. The other one was gin and three different kinds of rummy and pineapple juice. That sounds maybe like it would be a little bit better. Perhaps. Um, But it was like silver rum, dark spice rum, and some other kind of rum. And honestly, I'm not a rum connoisseur, so... I actually don't drink, so... I don't, I'm not too familiar with any of that. And I'm amazed that your nose growing didn't just hit your pop filter. <laughs> uh, maybe I drink a little bit, but not really into gin or rum. So, What is your drink of choice? Tequila. I don't know if there's a card game based on tequila. We can make one up. There is a dance popularized by Pee Wee Herman. Tequila. We could do that. We just need our big white shoes. <laughs> So how do you play this game? You play it with a standard deck of cards, and then you have a pencil and paper for scoring. You deal 10 cards face down to both players. The remaining cards are the stock, or you can call them draw pile. The topmost stock card is turned face up to the side of the stock and is known as the up card. The object of the game is to collect a hand where most or all of the cards can be combined into sets and runs, and the point value of the remaining unmatched cards is low, 10 or less. Okay, so you said sets and runs. What is a run? A run is three or more cards of a matching suit in ascending rank. So if you have all hearts and they are three, four, five, six, that would be a run. It could just be the three, four, and five as well. Okay, so any three cards in sequence, same suit. Correct. And then what's a set? A set is three or four of a kind in matching rank. So it'd be like eight of hearts, eight of spades, eight of clubs. 
Okay. The remaining cards that you have that don't belong in a run or set are your dead wood. And the object is to get to those cards to be 10 or less so that you can go out. Got it. Got it. So if you start the hand and you have no runs or set, your entire hand is dead wood. Sure. So you're trying to whittle that down. Okay. Whittle like wood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's how you play. Each turn consists of two parts. You take a card, either the top card of the stock or the top card from the discard pile, and then you put it in your hand and figure out which where you want to put it. And then you, the second part of the play is you discard a card face up on the discard pile. Okay. That's kind of redundant. Discard on the discard pile. Discard a card. Sounds weird. Yeah. But then after... Oh, something we should say. The first turn in the game after you've dealt is a little bit different because it starts with the non-dealer who has the choice to either take the up card, which is the card that was flipped over from the stockpile. Right. And if the non-dealer decides not to take the up card, then the dealer has the option to take it and play his turn as normal. Right. And so... And then each hand that we play... We go back and forth. So I'll deal one hand, you'll deal the next hand, vice, et cetera, et cetera. And then if both players decline the up card, then the non-dealer takes the topmost card from the stockpile into his hand and plays his turn. Perfect. And the game alternates back and forth between the two players. Right. Easy. So you're playing along and you're ready to go out. You have enough sets and runs and your deadwood is 10 or less. You Then what you do is called knocking to go out. And you can knock... Or not. I think a lot of people do. I think that's where your mom got that from. Probably. About when it's your turn. I think it's actually from Rummy, meaning you're signaling that you're going to go out. So to knock, the knocking player ends his turn by discarding as usual, then laying his hand out in the combinations clearly indicated and the deadwood separated. So you would lay down your sets and runs, and then over to the side, you would lay your deadwood. Okay. Now, the other player does the same. They put their sets and runs down and their deadwood to the side. Then the defending player, the other player who did not knock first, is entitled to lay any of his deadwood cards onto the person who went out, the knocker. If you want so to if you had a set of eights and I had an eight in my hand, I can add it to your eights. Right. So if you can go in on any of my sets or runs, then you can put them there. And that helps that player because the, the way the scoring works is is that say you had 10 deadwood or say you had 15 deadwoods and I had five, but you were able to lay two of them off to the side and that equal two, then you would have eight. And so the scoring is then yours minus mine, minus mine. So you, that would be three points. Got it. And a couple of things. If you, if the knocking player has gin, then the defending player is not allowed to do any layoffs. Right. The defending player then gets the deadwood cards plus a bonus of... Did we decide how much? Are we going to do 20 or 25? 25. Let's do 25. Let's do 25. Quickly, we didn't... I just said gin, but we haven't described what gin is. What going gin is, is that if when you're ready to knock and you have no deadwood, you have no unmatched cards, the only after you discard, everything you lay down is in a set or run. That's going gin. And then what you get then is you get the total of deadwood from the other person plus 25 points okay if the stock goes gets down to two cards the hand ends right there so if there's only two cards left then we just stop reshuffle start again with the same dealer also the knocker is never allowed to lay off cards on the opponent's sets or runs so if you knock and you lay your hand out you can't get rid of some of your deadwood on your opponents correct because you're the one who initiated knocking out how do we score this all right so kings are high and aces are low so face cards are worth 10 aces are worth one 
all other cards are worth their index value. So an eight is worth eight, a seven is worth seven, a six is worth six. I get it. Correct. Each player counts the total value of their unmatched cards. If the knockers count is lower, the knocker scores a different the difference in the two counts. So if I have a total of eight and you have a total of twenty, then we subtract my eight from your twenty and I get twelve. If you're the knocker, got it. I hope I did that right because you, no, ma- you did. Math is not my strongest. I get that. Thing. Okay. If the knocker did not go gin and the counts are equal, or the knocker's count is greater than that of the opponent, the knocker has been undercut. So what that means is if we if we lay our hands down and I have ten points of deadwood, but you have eight points of deadwood, then in that case you get the difference plus ten points because I undercut you. Right. Okay. And then a player, we said this already, but a player who goes gin gets a bonus of 25 points plus the opponent's count and unmatched cards, if any. That is correct. And so the game continues until one of us reaches 100 points. Now, some of these point scoring values are different from game to game. Some people put 20 points for going gin. Some people put 25. So here's the way we're going to do it. 25 for going gin. Mm-hmm. 10 points for undercutting. Okay. And we're going to play 100 points. Okay. Sound good? Yep. Let's kick this pig. Okay, Brian's shuffling, and I believe this might be the first time in the history of Game Night Guys that you shuffled before. I don't think while we were recording. Probably not while we were recording. Because the last time we were playing cards, we weren't recording anything, and you threw half the deck on the floor. (laughs) You threw the dice across the room. Well, I was. Yes. (laughs) Why, yes, I did. So on the Wikipedia page for Gin Rummy, it said there's like a related game section. And one of the related games was Mahjong. Is Mahjong related in any way or is it just another I thought game? Mahjong was like a tile game. It is. But I've never seen Mahjong. Mahjong is like one of those old lady games that I'm not aware of. I only know it because of Joy Luck Club. Oh, that's right. But I don't remember. I like they didn't teach you how to play or anything. I just. We'll have to play that sometime. Yeah, totally. All right. So. I'm going to organize my hand. Brian no. just dealt, and the up card is a ten of clubs, which I'm going to take. And there's nothing you can do about it, Brian. <laughs> Something, part of the strategy of this game is you kind of have to remember what's been discarded. You yes. have to keep track. Because let's say if two queens have been discarded, and I have two queens in my hand, it's silly for me to hold on to them because there's no way i'll be able to make a set out of them there's a lot to keep track of you have to keep track of what's in your hand you have to kind of pay attention to what's being discarded and when you're really good at it i think you have to also kind of notice what your player's picking up oh yeah most definitely which that's a lot to pay attention to and i have a very short attention span all right so mike discarded a king of spades another uh strategy is to knock early it's kind of an aggressive yes. way of playing. You, you try to get as many sets and runs as you can as quickly as possible so that you can try to catch your opponent with more deadwood in their hands. What did I just put down that you picked up? <laughs> I'm not telling you. Is it eight of See, this is the challenge of playing this game is that we can't describe too much because we don't want to give away what we're each doing. Our strategy. Right. Another strategy, and this can go either way, is to discard high cards early so that anything that's not part of your meld, your sets or your runs, get rid of if it's high. I don't like that word meld. Really? Yeah. I saw that in all the descriptions and I left it out because I thought it sounded gross. <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> gross about it. It's meld. It's kind of gross sounding. If there's any high cards that aren't part of your meld, you want to get rid of them so that if your opponent knocks, 
you're stuck. Your deadwood is low. I'm making like the worst face, like I'm smelling something bad because of that word. Meld. I'm going to use it a lot now. Great. But then on the flip side of that, if your opponent is discarding all these high cards early, you might want to collect them so then you can make sets or runs out of these high cards. And then I have some particular strategy that I've been picking up, but I'm not going to Tell discuss. us all about it, Brian. I'm not going to discuss it until we're finished playing. Okay. <laughs> we will have a post wrap up because I'm not giving away my secrets until the end. So how you like them apples? So over time, a person kind of develops his own style on how he plays gin. Ah. All right. I'm, Brian's knocking. I'm laying down eight, nine, ten of spades, four, five, six, seven of clubs, and three of a kind of fives. So I'm going gin. So I can't play on yours. That is correct. But I can do that. And then I got two, four, six, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seven, eighteen, nineteen points. Nineteen plus twenty-five. And so to go along, my friend Curtis and I, when we play Scrabble, and one of us goes bingo next to the points, we put a, like a like when one of us goes bingo, and in Scrabble, bingo means you you make a word with all of your tiles. Okay. We put a little note to the side, usually something derogatory to the other person. So what did I get total there? 44. So then next to it, you'll write comma, comma. bitch. Bitch. Kind of like an in your face. I put an exclamation point too. Cause... Oh, I like that. And now it's your turn to deal. Brian's been practicing this game. I have. We played this the other night just to become familiar with it. And I was terrible at it. I think you won maybe. I won one. Yeah, we played two games of gin, and I think your total score was like 20-something. It was 27. So you're already over (laughs) in one hand. And so immediately after Mike left, I downloaded an iPhone app of Gin Rummy, and I've been playing it pretty much every day since then. And then last night, I played Gin Rummy with my friend Meredith. And he says he's not competitive. Well, I just, I, it's not a competition thing. It's a didn't want to be completely embarrassed Annihilated. by you wiping the floor with me. Like I did in Trivial Pursuit? <laughs> just kidding. Did you do that? No. <laughs> Trivial Pursuit was horrible. We love the trivia games here. Did you know Gin Rummy is the name of a character on the Boondocks, the animated series? That what? is the cartoon that was based on a strip comic strip right? correct and the character Jin rummy is voiced by none other than samuel L. jackson i don't like him he has a fake hand doesn't he have you heard this he does i don't know i just like to say things that may or may not be true <laughs> i think i heard that somewhere <laughs> what did i i he's in a lot of really terrible movie movies he had like a car accident at like 3 a.m with a woman that wasn't his wife and then he got a divorce shortly after but then there's stuff on the internet about how he doesn't move one of his hands. So it might be injured or something, but the coloring is weird, too. What if all that you're saying is completely false? Perhaps it is. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a strong possibility that it is all false, but I heard that somewhere. See, lovey. I get Samuel L. Jackson and Lawrence Fishburne mixed up a lot, which is awful because one is a really great actor and the other isn't. Maybe we should have made Jim Runway drinks for this. I'm a little hungover, to be honest. <laughs> um, that seems to be a, a normal occurrence on Sundays when we record. <laughs> Sundays are fun days. <laughs> My, I don't have. No, to I, th- I think it's Saturdays that are the fun days, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! 
So last night, actually, this is a good story for... Oh, I need that card. Really? I'll tell the story in a second. Mike's knocking and going out. Oh, and he went Jan. What a- no, I didn't. This, no. Is my, this is my discard. This is my deadwood. Oh, well, you have to turn your deadwood over. Well, you, aren't you supposed to play yours first? Yes, yeah, so you put your discard down and you play all your sets and your deadwood over. Ace is good. Low cards. And then I have all of these. So. Yeah, count that up. Count that up. <laughs> 20, 37. 37 minus... Four. Four. Oh my God, what is that? 36, 35, 34, 33. 33, Mike. I'm glad you're here to do the math. And this is anybody's game. What story were you telling now before okay, you so went out? Okay, so while you shuffle, last night we were pre-drinking at a friend's house. I mean, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> pre-drinking. Well, that's what you do before you go to the expensive place. Oh, so you get a little buzz going on before you go out someplace so that you can minimize your cost of drinks to get too completely right. drunk. Exactly. So we were pre-drinking at somebody's house. And somebody brought out a deck of cards, and we started playing Electricity, which is a drinking game. It's dumb. The rules are simple and whatever. But everyone was saying it reminded them of this friend of ours who recently moved to Louisiana. So we called said friend in Louisiana, and we ended up Skyping him into our drinking game. (laughs) And it was fun. Great. The end. And then after that, we ended up at a gay bar. Really? Yes. And I wasn't, we weren't there very long. And then it's the end of the story. Then I went to bed. Great story. (laughs) Well, the Skyping in was very funny and relevant to GameNightGuys.com podcast. Because we Skype? No, because we're, we play games. Oh, right. We do play games. And we haven't played any drinking games yet, but I imagine we will at some point. Yeah, totally. That is a seven of spades. I will take it. But we probably won't play this electricity game since you've already given it a thumbs down. Well, it's just kind of boring. It's probably just a game in order to get you drunk, not really show off any skill or or malice to anyone. One of the strategy boards that I read about, Jin Rummy, also said never pick up a discarded card unless it's absolutely necessary part of your meld. I I read that as well. This game has a Xbox version. You can play Jin Rummy on the Xbox. Did you know that? I did not. Well, now you do. I know that you can play it on the iPhone, which I've been doing all week. (laughs) Practicing. I also know that it is possible to make 52 different three-card sets, and it's possible to make 44 different three-card runs. I learned that on the internet. There's a lot of online versions of this game, too, some which actually involve gambling of real money. How does that work? I don't really know, but it's... It's there if you look. Do you like gambling? Not at all. I don't either. I, I think when I go to Vegas, like, I just, I, it doesn't thrill me at all to gamble. I, I'm like, I'll just give you $20 if you really want to see me yeah. throw away $20. I'd rather eat a good meal or watch, you know what I mean? And maybe it was the places that I ate there. I, I, I think next time I go to Vegas, I need to really research where to eat because I really wasn't even impressed with the food I had there. Oh, I've had some good food in Vegas. Uh, I think I didn't do a lot of research. Last time I was in. 
And believe it or not, I've gotten drunk in Vegas. <laughs> really? That is this, shocking. This is Shocking news. I don't even drink a lot. It's just a coincidence. You are a, such a liar. I don't drink a lot. Every Saturday night before we record, Mike's Twitter is, I'm drunk. That's not true. <laughs> you are full of it since we have started recording this podcast. Four weeks ago. Every week on Saturday night, you tweet about being drunk. Work has been really hard lately. (laughs) (laughs) Work's been hard for me, too, but I'm not getting soused every night. Soused? Whatever. I don't know what that word means. I don't either. Oh. My deadwood is eight. My deadwood is 1521. What is 1521? 21. I was adding out loud. So, if you do math better than I do, what 21, is? 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13 points. Okay. Bitch. It's not quite a bitch, so, because okay. I didn't go Jen. Okay. It's just a, hey, I got 13 points. So, the score right now is 57, Brian, 33, Mike. It's anybody's game. No, it's not. <laughs> it's my game. It's my deal, right? Yes, it is. I also found a website called, I'm not making this up rummytalk.com and it's kind of like a blog sort of with a bunch of different topics like strategy and rules and um, the mathematics of rummy typical hands so you can like really study it and then they also have I'm serious player types player types wait I can't do two things hold on two Two. three four five six seven eight (laughs) The game night guys are not very good at multitasking, which That's is true. awesome that we have a podcast where we play games while talking at the same time. I also saw on rummytalk.com, they have a whole section on player types. So the the main player types are the beginning player, okay, the good player, the expert player, the aggressive player, and the defensive player. They kind of have that on the app that I bought where you you can choose... Like, if you want to play a newbie, an amateur, or, like, oh. somebody's really good. But it's kind of weird, because it's like, you play, like, you play, like, a 70s Afro guy, or Rico Suave, or some girl, or a panda bear. I figured <laughs> that one out. <laughs> That's weird. It is a little weird. RummyTalk.com also has a whole section on how to cheat at Rummy. It's, like, dumb stuff. It's, like, you could have a partner watching over the shoulder of somebody else like that's not really i mean you could do that in any game true i wonder are there any like movies that have genre me in them yeah like what i don't know <laughs> but you know well, you could yes. say definitively that there are but i looked it up there was a guy who used to make a ton of money off of gin rummy competitions i forget his name and there's a movie based on his life but it's not in my notes that's a good card I just if anyone wants to google that and comment you can do that on GameNightGuys.com. That's sort of interactive, right? <laughs> Wait, what did you just do? Nothing. <laughs> I kind of started to put a card down and change my mind. But ta- looking over somebody's shoulder reminds me, there's an episode of 30 Rock. Do you watch 30 Rock? I do, but I don't watch it enough to it was remember like anything about it. I think the last season. thing I remember is there was like a We Are the World type song for a kidney or something. Yeah. I don't remember. Me neither. But there's an episode in season one where they're playing poker. Is it my go? Yeah. And Tracy Morgan's character is looking over the shoulder of the people trying to give 
hints to one of his friends Mm -hmm. and he was like i can't wait to go to those three clubs tonight (laughs) and then he also said something about having four hearts once um my friend nicole and my roommate Lori. this was years ago in college we were playing spades and nicole's husband came over and we were we had been playing spades since like 10 o'clock in the morning and drinking the whole time and he came over about two o'clock in the afternoon okay and so he was like, he wanted to play with us. And we're like, oh, sure, come on. And so, but we decided we were just going to screw him over. And what we did is every time we went to the bathroom, we wrote down what cards we had <laughs> <laughs> and hit it under like something in the bathroom. Cheaters. We did. We totally cheated. And it frustrated him so much. It was the best day ever. Cheaters. Uh, well, sometimes you got to cheat too. Knocking. So I just put down uh, three, four, five of hearts, seven, eight, nine of clubs, and three of a kind of tens. And then my deadwood is an ace. So is my deadwood. What happens? So that is, what do we call that? I don't remember. Parcheesi. <laughs> Let's look that up again. If the knocker did not go gin and the counts are equal, the knocker has been undercut. In this case, the knocker's opponent scores the difference between the counts plus 10. So you get 10 points. Cool. Because we both laid down an ace, which zeroes out. So the score is 57 Brian, 43 Mike. According to Wikipedia, this game takes about 15 minutes to play. It probably takes a little bit longer while you're talking. Totally. (laughs) Totally. And explaining what's going on and talking about drinking. You talked about drinking last time, didn't you? No. <laughs> Weren't you talking about when you were the designated driver? You, yeah, because I remember you said, oh, Mike, you're a bad after-school special. <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, I used to be a bad after-school special. I just, those days are over for me. I'm not a bad after-school special. I only get really drunk when I'm in cities that have great public transportation. <laughs> oh. So another way to cheat on gin rummy is... Did you write down all the ways to cheat on gin rummy? No, there's a lot on that site, but one is called a counterfeit mailed. And what that that is... word. What that is is if you put down, say, uh, Jack, Queen, King as your run, um, Jack, King, Queen of clubs, let's say, and then the Queen is actually spades. So you throw her in there and hope that nobody catches it. While I was dealing, I kind of had to tune you out in order to count. So I didn't hear what you just said. Good. Then I will just I will do listen a to that later. <laughs> I will just do a counterfeit meld and see if I can get away with it. I don't like that word meld. I know. <laughs> I'll stop the world and meld with you. One of the hard parts about this game is there's a lot going on. So you have to remember what's been discarded, what, who's picking up what but then you also have to remember uh, did you not want that card i don't do you i do <laughs> okay go you also have to keep track of runs and sets so i might have let's say two sevens but then i also have a seven and an eight in the same suit so i have to figure out if that seven's going to be in a set or a run so that's kind of hard to keep track of do you like my coasters yeah Laura Smith from the Smith Occasional Podcast made them. I just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> See, we're so into it. We're not even talking. This is awesome for the people at home or in their cars. Where do you think people listen to us? I mean, they can listen to us anywhere, but... In their ears. Oh, well, yes. I don't know. I would... 
Where do you listen to? What, what do you in the car? What? I listen to all my podcasts in the car. Oh, I listen to them when I'm at work or doing housework or laundry or stuff. I used to listen to everything at the gym, but then I stopped going to the gym. Are you still paying for the gym? Oh yeah, of course. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I paid in advance, so I don't feel it. But oh, but it's kind of stupid that I paid for it in advance, you know, for an entire year. And someone might say it's stupid that you're just not going. Eh, it's stupid. <laughs> I think I'm going to try to go tomorrow. There's no day like tomorrow. Brian knocked. I knocked. I put down a three of a kind of sixes, a three of a kind of aces, and my deadwood, which totals up to ten. I put down four tens, jack, king, jack, queen, king, and my deadwood, which is twelve. So you got two points. Two points. So that's like that's one thing I find interesting about this game is that you can have a hand where you get a very small amount of points, or you can get a hand where you get like sixty-three points. Okay, next hand. Did you see that I found a Pachisi game? Where did you find it? I saw it at, where was I? Barnes & Noble. Really? I put it on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Game Night Guys. <laughs> did you buy it? No, I just took a picture. Oh, Pachisi. Did you read the directions on the back or anything? No, I just saw it. I, 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 if you look at the picture, you can see the board, and you can see that it looks a lot like Sorry. Huh. I'm sure it was made here in America or, or in, in designed by people in America to look like the Indian one. But I will take the four of hearts if you don't want the four of hearts, the up card. Go for it. Keep itching my bug bites. I have bug what? bites all up my arm. Where, where did you get them? Did you go camping or something? No. The building I work in has a wall that's made of rocks. Like, how do I explain this? It's like, it's a thing that they do in Arizona. You'll know. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like a cage filled with rocks, and that right. is a wall. And it's, I guess, breeding ground for mosquitoes. Oh, really? They li- yeah, they like that, I've been told. Oh. So So not only can you get scabies and TB at your place of work, but you also are eaten alive by mosquitoes. I can get a lot of things at my job. I really like where I work more and more every time <laughs> I talk to you. It's true. <laughs> The only thing that I don't like is that I sna- sit next to the snack day cube. Uh, they have um, every Friday a snack day at my workplace, and I don't participate into it because I would weigh 5,000 pounds if I did. And I sit next to the cube, so every Friday I get to smell. <laughs> and because it's not normal snacks. It started out to be like, here's a plate of cookies, mm-hmm. or everybody get a Snickers bar, or something like that. It has become a ridiculous spectacle of overeating, <laughs> where one day... One guy brought in a crock pot full of pulled pork, and snack day was pulled pork sandwiches. That's not a snack. That's, that's a meal. not a snack. Exactly. One day it was nachos bonanza. You know, it was like all the things to make nachos. All the fixins. Yeah, and it's like everybody now is trying to do a meal buster or one up each other. Is it potluck? Like, does everybody bring stuff? Everyone in takes turns on their day. Uh, so it was, and initially it just started to be like a snack. Like, here's a bowl of fruit, or I brought bagels today, or something like that. And now it's just ridiculous. One day, seriously, somebody just ordered a bunch of pizza. <laughs> That's not a snack. Not at all. That's a meal. Yeah. Have and I mentioned that my company sells weight loss products? I was going to say, you're a health food, or a health... <laughs> We're a health and nutrition company, and yet we have these ridiculous... Uh, That's uh, it, awesome. It's... And, but I get to smell it all day. My favorite, and I fa- say favorite mockingly because it was my least favorite day, 
uh, was um, grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato soup. Oh, that sounds good, though. But <laughs> all day long, I smelled this the press that they used to make the grilled cheese. Did they bring in like a George Foreman or was it? It was one of those sandwich presses that oh. makes it into like a little hot pocket uh-huh. with white bread, which oh God, is not our hot bread. pocket because probably part of the joy of the hot pocket is the crust, not white bread, grilled cheese sandwich. Bread. That sounds wonderful. No, it's not. Not when you smell it for eight hours a day. <laughs> True. So have you played this game before? I don't think so i was actually talking to my mom the other day and told her hey i just learned how to play gin rummy and she said that i definitely knew how to play gin rummy before i don't think i've ever played this before because it it seems very unfamiliar to me gin is a bit i mean rummy is a game that we play we just play a different version my family plays contract rummy okay which i love and we'll probably play one time because it's so much fun but you two people it's not a two-person game well and there are variations of this game too there's oklahoma gin and hollywood gin and we will play those eventually totally. at some point and then there's three and four hand gin for multiple players which if we ever get another microphone in here maybe we'll <laughs> do we will we will perhaps in a few weeks it's your turn so i've played a lot of rummy just a different variation but my mom's certain that i've played gin rummy before but what does she know well she knows how to knock <gasps> I'm not. Oh, I thought you were uh, that knocking. Was a, that was a fake knock. Sorry. <laughs> you, why'd you pick up the king of hearts? Oh, you're collecting kings. <laughs> See, you're good at that. I'm not. I'm too busy focusing on my hand to really pay attention to what you're doing. They also Another term that people use when they're playing gin is they, there's something called the knock card. So, for example... Well, I don't want to tell you what my knock card is right now, but it's the one card that if I got that one card, I'm definitely knocking right now. Oh, yeah. So. Would that be like if you have, um, let's say, five of hearts, five of spades, seven of hearts, seven of clubs, something like that. So really, there's a lot of combinations you need. You, you get a five and complete that set, a seven and complete that set, or if you can get, get the six in between one of those. Sure. Is it something like that. Yeah. Or it could just be if I could complete a set of fours and I have my hands pretty complete, I can knock. That makes sense. There are actually score sheets for this too. We're just using a pen on paper, but I've seen like they have like little blocks and spaces in them. I'm not sure. And there were some that were very complicated. I think that you uh, actually put your bonus points in a certain area or something, but I, I like the way we're doing it with just a line down the middle of the paper. It's easy. Well, and also, we already know that we're not very good at adding our scores up. Seriously, the Wikipedia page said this takes 15 minutes, though. It's been like four hours. (laughs) We we have a five o'clock shadow, both of us now, because of this game. (laughs) It's true. Whoa. So, Brian... I have 10 points of Deadwood. I have 16 plus 12. That's 28 points of Deadwood. 28. So, I get 18. 18 points. Is that what you said? Go, Brian. Good job, Brian. Good job, Brian. Wait. I think I won. Brian just won 106. 106. To 65. And I believe, I'm not sure, but I believe that puts me now in the lead of winning all these games because you needed to win this game in order for us to tie. Oh. So of all the episodes that we've had, we've been equal. I've won one, you've won one, I've won one, you've won one. So with this game, 
I've won. Well, I mean, if you're keeping track, we don't. You wanted to keep track. <laughs> it was my idea. We have a spreadsheet. We're keeping track. <laughs> so what did you think of Jim Rummy? I enjoyed it a lot. I want to talk now that we're done playing about. Your strategy. About Not just my strategy, but strategy in general. Okay, go. I think the important thing to do with this game, and I had to learn that in order to understand it better. Because when we, when we first practiced it, I was just a mess. I couldn't agree. That was I agree, my hand. I agree. <laughs> was that you need to organize your cards. And the way I think is most effective to organize your cards is when you first get your hand, you organize your cards low to high with the suits in them. Did you learn this through the iPhone app? I noticed that that's how they did it. The, the, the bad part of practicing with the iPhone app is they do it all for you. But I did notice they immediately organized cards. So I found that to be very useful and effective. Cool. What about your strategy, Mike? <laughs> I just told you all my strategy while we were playing. You did, and I chose not to say that. But I, but like you were saying, um, it's important to watch what's being discarded because if you're holding, if you're holding what could be a run of like five, six, eight of spades, and you're waiting for that seven, but the seven of spades has already been discarded, you're never going to get it. Right. So you're kind of just holding these cards for no reason. Another thing that I learned to do is to get rid of high cards as fast as possible. If they aren't already in a set or a run, you don't need them. Then, right, if, if you can't get them within the first, you know, two or three plays, you might as well just discard them because you want as little deadwood in your hand as possible if your opponent goes out. So, did you like the game? Yeah, I like it. Super easy. I think it's easy to teach people, too. It, like, many of these games that we're finding, when you read them, you're kind of like, what? <laughs> this game looked so complicated when we looked it up. It was like Farkle. Farkle looked really complex. And it was like, this makes no sense to me. But once you start doing it, it makes sense. And it's pretty easy. Right. Farkle, totally. I think, is easier than this game, though. Mm, I think they're along, They're pretty close. This one takes I... a lot of concentration, I think. Oh, is that I why th- I lost? <laughs> Well, you are a little hungover. No, I'm not. Edit, I'm editing out all the booze talk. Are you really? No, no. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> We'd be left with three minutes. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Game Night Guys. You can visit us on our website at gamenightguys.com. If you want to email us, you can do so by emailing hello at gamenightguys.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 480-648-GAME. That's 480-648-4263. Or you can follow us on Twitter. We are Game Night Guys. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Game Night Guys. So thanks for listening. And as always, you're invited to our next Game Night. It's your move. Bye-bye. Bye. Stop the world and meld with you.